You are listening to a Glasgow Women's Library podcast. More podcasts and information about who we are and what we do can be found at womenslibrary.org.uk. Dragon's Pen is our annual writing competition for Book Week Scotland. Women submit their stories and poems and then shortlisted entrants read their pieces in front of our panel of tame but talented dragons, who then give supportive and encouraging feedback and select winners. This podcast is the winning poem and short story from 2013, read by Nicola Burkhill. The Magician, Lynn Valentine. Knit me some light to bookend each day, shortening winter long. White wool in plain stitch to brighten the hours. A heart spinning heat to line time with gold. I turn as you conjure possibility of sun. Walking out, Lucy Lloyd. The shingle cracks underfoot. My windbreaker snaps against my chin. The velcro and snaring tangles of hair the wind has rescued from the clasp. We walk towards the boy, following the narrowing track of stones and sand out to where they were submerged hours earlier. Last night we'd watched it flash. Green, darkness, green, darkness. The replying flash across the bay, red in return, beneath the weight of the hillside. We promised we'd await low tide and tackle the scree-like shingle to touch the gnarled rungs of the ladder and wrap our knuckles on the base. It's our trophy, held aloft at the end, luring us on. I dissolve into the rhythm of the march out, letting images of my past flash across my mind. We threw stones at that protruding rock, foraged for mussels there, then groaned at their innards too sandy to eat, leapt on the squirts of razors and dug beneath piles of sandworms. There were tears and tantrums to the despair of my parents, who grappled with us as the tide returned, dragging us back, and the time we misjudged it and waded through the bitter water, prize rebocks held aloft wet denim chafes on my thighs and the sliced feet my reward. Submarines patrol these waters, lurking beneath the eider ducks and sunbathing shags. It's as deep as the English Channel at low tide, I'm told. The narrow neck of this bay could be hiding a dark presence as we plod along in our mindless outing, watching, monitoring. A grey object emerges, Unblinking eyes watch me stumble over damp bladder rack. The seal is unashamed and staring. Does he remember me? We used to wave as children, dash to the edge of this slender spit and cry in delight, only to see him recoil under the grey surface. Now we're old pals and I give him a nod and greeting and carry on. Maybe he saw us here last time. Andrew chasing me with that dripping, one-pincer crab, me shrieking with fear and delight until I skidded on a rock and the game stopped. Andrew kissed it better. This is our walk, holding hands until our jolting on the irregular surface makes it too uncomfortable and we smile at each other in understanding and stuff them in our pockets. Daft photos at the end, 
taken to look like we're stepping onto the giant boy. A sea urchin. I pick it up. Hollow. I cradle it for a moment as I start up walking again, then discard it, and it fragments with my callousness. There have been too many sea urchins taken back to the bothy to bake under the salt-frosted glass. Only a few hundred metres to go now. The water laps at either side of the narrow spit, the width of a car ahead, but we can make it. There's still more tide to go. We converse of another life here, without career progression and unending commutes. We ponder whether the winter would be too dark, the summer midges intolerable. We'll manage it, we conclude. One day. After I achieve my next goal, I'll step out. Then we'll take the leap. The wind leaps off the snow-covered mountains, gathering pace down the corridor of the glen, putting us directly in the firing line the further out we walk with the water spreading either side of us. It's sharp against my nostrils, so clean. We'll walk here every day when we move here, know the tides and the seasons and the colours as they come upon us gradually, and our own times merge into them seamlessly, so we become people of the land and not the deadline. The concrete base of the green boy is industrial beside the tapering rocks, littered with seaweeds and limpets. We'll only stay here a few minutes to take in the panorama. I'll want to stay longer, but Andrew always cajoles me back, reminding me of the pinch point that always submerges first halfway along. I jump onto the concrete plinth, following it round the base to reach the steps. We play our usual game. Sandy? The voice is unfamiliar. It's not Andrew. I wheel around. David is on the concrete, my boyfriend. I'm not with Andrew. I'm with David now. Of course I am. It's been ages now. Two years since that last trudge. He's lowering himself onto the concrete plinth, his torso wobbling as he props himself up on one knee. He can't hold on as he's holding something with both hands. Will you marry me? The memories collide with reality. Andrew's in New York with my young heart discarded in baggage reclaim. I'm with David, our first time on the spit, who has seawater spreading up his thigh from where he's leaning in a puddle on the base. I smile. He knows this is a sacred place to me. It's so sweet. Tears come. His face flickers at the smile, questioning, now imploring. I need to answer. I can't bring the past back. I need to grow up. He's so considerate, staging it here. So ignorant too. He's always trying so hard to please me. I feel my cheeks burn against the arctic wind. It makes my eyes run more and I blink hard to see what David's holding in his hand. A little lump sparkles. I didn't choose it. Sandy. He says it again with a real question attached and a note of desperation. Andrew's gone. I'm still here. This is my life now. Yes, all right, I say. I feel my future contracting. It's secured now, all flights of fancy grounded. He's a good man. We walk back with our hands held. I ignore my freezing fingers. 
David talks of the future of suburbs and family cars. I catch sight of the seal still watching me. He blinks then dives. I keep my eyes trained on the water as we stumble on the shingle, but he doesn't reappear. Why not be bold and submit your stories and poems to our 2014 Dragon's Pen writing competition? This year the theme is Mixing the Colours, Women and Sectarianism in Scotland. We are looking for you to submit your poems and stories of up to a thousand words and only one entry per person in each category, please, around the theme of women and sectarianism in Scotland. Shortlisted entrants will then read their pieces in front of our panel of tame but talented dragons at our Dragon's Pen event on Thursday the 27th of November. Don't worry, the Dragon's aim is to support and encourage all writers rather than roast them over a slow flame. Winners will be chosen at the event and announced on the night. The prize includes a selection of books and a podcast version, just like this one, of your work. Winning entries will also be published in our Mixing the Colours book in 2015. For inspiration and guidance, please see our Mixing the Colours pages at womenslibrary.org.uk. Send your poems and stories to info at womenslibrary.org.uk with Dragon's Pen competition entry in the subject line. The competition launches Thursday the 2nd of October and the closing date is Monday the 17th of November. Good luck!